Hi, and welcome to In Darkness, A Light Still Shines. My name is Jessica Hossman, a senior director at the Topeka Rescue Mission. And I'm Barry Feeker, executive director of Topeka Rescue Mission. We have a special podcast today because today is our Christmas celebration and our Christmas podcast special. And we're talking today about one of my personal favorite stories that I've ever heard Barry share. And this is about one of the best Christmases that you've ever experienced in your life. Now, this happened, I think, a couple years ago, 1980, am I right? 1980, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, why don't you tell us what happened? Yeah, it's a kind of a strange thing. It's chapter five in The Darkness, The Light Still Shines. It's one of those first kind of learning uh, mechanisms that God used in my life to really take me through a hard time to get me ready for some harder times mm-hmm. to be able to, to stand it. So the picture is this. Um, uh, in 1980, uh, in the summer, I uh, really felt the call of the Lord to leave everything and to go into Bible school. And so I had good jobs, house, cars, everything. So we packed up. Tammy was pregnant with our first daughter, Rebecca and headed off to Kansas City and and landed in an area of Kansas City that was a pretty rough area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a free housing while students were going to school. And um, so, you know, God was providing. It was kind of like moment by moment right. provision. And so uh, we've been working pretty hard, studying, getting ready for the new baby, everything mm-hmm. that we were doing. Um, uh, income was tight, very, very tight. Uh, when we first went to Kansas City, we went on faith, mm-hmm. um, kind of what we call blind faith back in those days because we only had $10 in our pockets, wow. literally. Yeah. And so we saw God provide, 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 but it was hard work. Sure. And so uh, here it is, um, most exciting day is Christmas. And we had uh, in the house, a uh, very cold house, snow on the ground, had this uh, Christmas tree with a couple of decorations on it. It was a fake Christmas tree, but we only had a couple of decorations. And we had crackers in the house. That's all we had to eat. But that was no problem because we were going to come to Topeka to be with my family, to be with my parents, and they were going to provide dinner for us. And uh, my dad was going through a real tough time at this time. He had uh, been diagnosed with cancer, and so he couldn't travel, so we were going to come come here. And so I woke up Christmas morning sicker than a dog. I mean, you know... The throwing up, the everything, it was just terrible. And here's Tammy, real pregnant. And um, and so had to call my folks and say, you know, we're not going to be able to make it, and they couldn't make it to us. And, you know, the first thing that rolled in my mind was, this stinks. Mm-hmm. You know, God, I we came all the way here. We gave up everything. We had a house. We had cars. We had good income. We had all those things to do what I believe you called us to do. And this is how you pay us back? You know, really, it was Christmas. You know, I mean, my goodness, this is—you know—I want to be a family, and it's—it's—it's the—the—the birth of the Lord, the celebration of of the Savior coming into the world, and I've come to serve the Savior, and He does this to me on Christmas. We had a dollar and sixty some cents, and uh, Tammy uh, got in our car. It was a little tiny Datsun. (laughs) I'm going to quit making those, (laughs) but she got in there and squeezed behind the wheel and went down to the Seven Eleven. And came back with a bottle of Pipto Bismol and a Seven Up. That's all that bought. And so it's morning. I'm feeling horrible. Down in the Pepto Bismol, trying to get a cracker down. You know, everybody's been there. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And I've got a bad attitude. I mean, really bad attitude. And I'm spewing <clears throat> my bad attitude about how I felt about this situation. Very, uh, 
very uh, uh, overtly, not just keeping it to myself. And uh, that wasn't very helpful to her because <clears throat> she would be in just a, a couple of weeks after that, or three weeks after that, having a baby. And women are a little uh -huh. uncomfortable. Well, she was a little season. uncomfortable. Yes. She was. And here we're looking at, and I'm saying, look at this bare Christmas tree. We only got crackers, you know? And here's this 7-Up. You want half of it? Because <laughs> I don't want it all. And went through the morning, went through the afternoon, and about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I was starting to feel a little bit better, and there was a knock on our door. And there was two people standing at our door, didn't know them. Mm -hmm. And it was a retired pastor and his wife who lived down the street. And they said, hey, um, we're so-and-so. And, -so, and uh, we noticed that you're li living in this house where a lot of students that go to this Bible school live. And we noticed you didn't go anywhere today. Aww. And we noticed nobody came to see you. Hmm. Um, we just felt the Lord spoke to us and said, come bless them. So they took leftover Christmas dinner that they had that day. Turkey, mashed potatoes, dressing, pumpkin pie, some other things that they had there, and put it on plates, nice plates, and brought it into the house. And then they took the wrapping paper that they had unwrapped their family presents with, reused that wrapping paper, and went around the house and looked for things they thought would be a blessing to us. So Tammy got a, a necklace. Um, I got a billfold. There was some cologne in there. Um, there was diapers. There was a used potty chair. <laughs> there was all these kind of things. And there was like two sacks worth of presents in that. Oh, that's sweet. And they said to us, we just wanted to bless you. And when they turned around and left, I came, became so convicted, so convicted um, about my bad attitude. God had forgotten us, forsaken. Why did I get sick? Why on this day? Why couldn't we do what we wanted to do? God, we gave you this. Why didn't you give us back? And then he just gently spoke to my heart and he says, I just wanted you to learn. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I have provided. By this time I was feeling like eating a little bit so that mashed potatoes tasted really good. <laughs> and, uh, and not only we had stuff left over for the next day. And you know, why well, I call it the best Christmas had a lot of really good Christmases. Um, this Christmas, this year at Topeka Rescue Mission will be my 33rd Christmas at the Rescue Mission. Never missed one. I remember the very first Christmas that I had in the old Rescue Mission building. We had one box of toys for the children. That's all we had. This Christmas season, we will have helped probably 3,000 or more people um, because of the generosity of people in this community. And they've been some phenomenal Christmases and just a lot of joy. But that one, the hardest Christmas was the best Christmas because it was personal. I saw, kind of like the folks that come into the rescue mission that think, I'm not going to have a good Christmas. I'm not going to have anything that's going to be uh, anything enjoyable, uh, loss of home, loss of income, probably in many cases, loss of fr friends and family. They find themselves in a homeless shelter at Christmas or through our Christmas distribution. I could relate to that at that time. They may say, you know, God, I may have made some mistakes, but are you doing this to me? And then when they walk through our Christmas shop at the warehouse, when they come in on Christmas Day and they see the love and the generosity, they light up. And so we've seen some phenomenal Christmases. But we had, I had to go through that to understand when the people walk through the door of the rescue mission or they come into our Christmas shop, they probably are thinking what I was thinking at that time. And yet God used somebody special, a couple down the street, didn't know them, 
they had to take a chance and take a risk to reach out to people they didn't know. When they brought that food, when they brought those gifts, they didn't know if we would say, ah, go away, we're fine, or what our attitude would be. They had no idea I'd been sick. They had no idea how disappointed I was. They had no idea how discouraged I was. And uh, I guess what I, I call it the best Christmas is that God will take us through those really hard spots in order that He will show us something we never thought was going to happen. And it's almost kind of like when He shows up, we're ready for the next test. Mm -hmm. And boy, do they come. They do. And I love, too, how the story illustrates this couple who really did not have a lot. And they also, like you said, they had to step out in faith to follow what they probably were a little insecure maybe doing mm -hmm. because they didn't have the finances to even go out and buy new wrapping paper. Right, and that could have been embarrassing. Exactly. Them. But they took the little bit that they had and they blessed your family that they didn't even know with it. And it shows, I think, as well that whether we're in a position of um, misery and hopelessness and sickness, whether we're in a position where we are wishing that we had more, but in reality we're okay, mm -hmm. or whether we're in a position that ev everything is really okay and we have significant means to bless others, we all have the ability, if we're opening up our eyes and just being sensitive to the world around us, to take whatever the Lord has given us mm -hmm. to bless others, but then also to see God in it. Because in your situation, it was a day where you were feeling awful and nothing went the way that you had planned. And I think all of us can relate to those seasons in life we where we have a plan that seems like a really good plan, mm -hmm. that seems like is probably even God's plan, and then something happens instantly, like you wake up really sick or something a little bit more tragic, and that plan completely goes out the window and it never goes to fruition. And we have that opportunity. We can get bitter, we can get resentful, we can get angry at God, we can get angry at ourselves thinking that we missed him, or we can focus on the truth, Romans eight twenty eight. God works all things together, all things together, all things together. And had you woke up feeling fine that day, had you gone back to Topeka and had a great memorable day with family, mm -hmm. it probably would not have been as memorable as the Christmas you were able to experience in the way it prepared you, not only for the past 33 years, but today as well. You know, Paul talks about how he really embraced the will of the Lord mm -hmm. in uh, plenty, and when he didn't have plenty. Um, one way or the other, in order to understand the character and nature of God, we've got to go through some things. Mm -hmm. We have a very limited radar when it comes to God. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in a broken, cursed world. There's separation between us and God. And when Christ comes into our life and the Holy Spirit uh, blesses us with wisdom and understanding, that's just the beginning of understanding the character and nature of God. And He is just so desirous to be able to show us who he is. And, and so if I wouldn't have been sick that morning, which uh, nobody embraces sickness, you know, but if I wouldn't have been sick that morning, I'd had to learn this lesson another way uh, because I had to learn the lesson of provision. Mm -hmm. I had to learn the lesson of when you're down 
at the lowest point that you can possibly feel, and you feel like you've been rejected, nobody's there, that you've done the right stuff, the best that you understand, and that you feel like you've been disrespected by God, <laughs> that uh, I had to go there. I had to understand where a lot of people are. You know, it, it's, it's one of the things of being in ministry this long um, for over three decades. Um, some people think that, well, you know, everything's cool between you and the Lord, you know, and you're, you're special. You, you've got this relationship with God. I have uh, a lot of people that think, you know, I just dial him up whenever I want and I get whatever <laughs> I want. And not true. Um, I'm still on the anvil of being hammered out uh-huh. and being shown the character and nature of God. And um, thankfully, I can look back at these markers like a best Christmas. Uh-huh. And again, the only reason it was a best, it stunk. <laughs> but it was best because I learned something. And I learned something far beyond a meal, uh, far beyond a gift. I learned about a Lord who didn't forget me. Didn't forget me. You know, the other part of this uh, that I really think is important is that couple. A lot of people don't think they have anything to give. You know, they were low income. Uh, they had leftover food. Uh, they really didn't have anything new that was bright and shiny. But yet they heard inside their spirit the Lord say, go. Yes. How many times have we seen people that come to the mission say, I'm sorry, this is all I have. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, whatever the Lord told you to give, whatever the Lord told you to do, those are the things that God can translate into something you never dreamed mm-hmm. of value. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say at that point on that particular Christmas day, it was a turning point for me because had God not shown up through the generosity of these folks, or they would have said, nah, we're too embarrassed, or no, we don't have enough to give, I'm not sure where I'd be today. That was a pivotal transitional point. I could have said we worked so hard. When I say we worked hard, we're studying hard, working hard, living poor, the house was cold, snow on the ground, didn't have anything, crackers, didn't have a stove to cook on. Um... I could have said, I remember the days with the house, and I remember the days with the cars, and I remember the days with the income. I remember the days when I had a position, a department head in the hospital. I sold all I had, and God, I gave all this up for you. I'm going back. And one time I was tempted to go back, and God really brought to my attention the children of Israel when they were brought out into the desert. And they had, for 430 years, they were praying, God, deliver us from this captivity, generation after generation. Finally, they get delivered. And they go out there and they go, this is rough. <laughs> you know. Plus, Pharaoh wants to kill us. And, and they started grumbling and telling Moses, we want to go back. Mm-hmm. But what they wanted to go back into was captivity. Right. They didn't realize it was captivity, but they wanted to be slaves again. Mm-hmm. And so, so many times, we are slaves to unbelief. We're slaves to the feeling of failure. Mm-hmm. We're slaves to embarrassment. We're slaves to what other people's opinion is. We're slaves to everything that the enemy can use and our own minds can use. And that couple decided they were not going to be slaves to rejection, not going to be slaves to embarrassment, not going to be slaves to, to uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't have like other people have. They decided we're just going to obey the Lord. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I'm not saying that's the only thing that God used in my life to keep me in the game, but it was huge. Absolutely. Well, and just as they chose, you also chose to 
allow the Lord to change your perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is also key when we're in these seasons. Because if we're looking at us and we're looking at the devastation of circumstances that seem to be plaguing us or surrounding us, then we're going to continue to sink deeper and deeper into that bondage and Mm -hmm. into that slavery. Mm -hmm. But if we're willing to allow him to use the simplest thing to change our perspective and be able to see God has not left me. He has Mm -hmm. not forsaken me. He's faithful and his word is true. And even though I don't understand any of this, and even though it feels awful and not fair, and it's not what I expected, and it's not what I signed up for, and it's not what I wanted, (laughs) exactly, I am going to choose to believe that, God, you are still Mm -hmm. faithful and that you have a purpose in this and that somehow you're going to turn it around for good because that's who you are and that's why Christ came. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why we're here today, able to freely talk about the original best Christmas, which was when God blessed us with the most amazing gift ever of his son, Jesus. You know, and I think think because of the culture and the commercialization, we talk about this all the time, we've lost that message. Mm -hmm. We've lost the tangibility of understanding that there's something very special that happened on that Christmas. Mm And it's not just a day. It's not just about getting together and presents and that that kind of thing. It's about an opportunity to be free. It's an opportunity to really understand that God intended a, an abundant life. Not one day a year, but an abundant life. And, and what I mean abundant, uh, not with stuff necessarily. Right. Some people are blessed with stuff, and then, you know, what are they going to do with it? Some people are... Blessed with little, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's even better. Mm-hmm. But what do we do with what God's abundance is of that relationship of value that he places on us to show us his, 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 his love and his character and nature mm-hmm. um, to be able to then make a decision in spite of this, 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 and this. You know, you listed quite a number of things there. We can all list things that are disappointments yes. in our life, big ones, small ones, but they all add up. But in spite of all that, do we believe that he's in control that he's got this and i would love to say that i've from that day forward i always believed that he was in control i always believe that he's got this no because that was comparatively to other obstacles that would come later that was very little but god doesn't give us everything all at once he doesn't lay the total challenge that we're going to need to learn he gives us in bits and pieces, and the question is, am I going to be faithful in that moment? It's all part of the journey. It is all part of the journey. Well, Barry, thank you so much for sharing your heart, sharing a piece of your story that has helped you. Um, help you become who you are today. And um, just in closing, this Christmas season, um, just be encouraged and be reminded that the reason why God sent that precious gift of Jesus this Christmas season is so that you would have life and you would have it more abundantly. And as Barry said, that means freedom. So be encouraged today. Know that you are loved and you are precious and have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This production is hosted by Topeka Rescue Mission Ministries, bringing help and hope through faith with its sleeves rolled up. 
If you would like to support Topeka Rescue Mission Ministries, text TRM Give to 77977 and start giving today. Dear Lord, in all circumstances, help me to remain thankful. Thank you for the promise that you will turn all trials, as dark as they seem, around for your good. Help me to focus on the good that will come versus the darkness I face. I trust you, and I thank you for a renewed sense of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. Our goal is to inspire, inform, and equip you to engage in the community around you. Join us next week for another episode of In Darkness, A Light Still Shines.